Welcome to the Farmer's Voice. I'm Alan Watts with Kentucky Farm Bureau. Today we visit with Tyler Ferguson from Johnson County. Tyler, tell us about your farming operation. Alan, I was born and raised in Johnson County. I've never left far from home. We uh, grew up here, went to college here locally, and then stayed at home. We've uh, In 2008, I bought the, uh, the farm that I'm on now where my home is. In 2008, I bought the farm, built a house, and got married all the same year. And we've... Uh, been slowly growing our operation there since we we're not full-time farmers my wife and i both have public jobs um, a full-time farmer is pretty rare in east kentucky but we uh we have a cow calf operation we now are mostly just raising feeder cows and some replacements we've tried to tried the beef market it worked good for a while but now we're back out of that and just raising replacements due to time constraints that's, we uh, we are first generation farmers, um, and I say that because we started with you know we didn't inherit any land or any equipment or anything. We started from scratch. Now I grew up raising tobacco on my grandfather's farm, so I, I wasn't at all. It wasn't a foreign concept to me. I just uh, that was a I, I had to start from scratch when I started doing it on my own. So we we've grown pretty slowly, but we're we're getting there. Tell me, what's the scope of your operation? How big are you guys with your cattle operation there? We're running about 40 mama cows. Um, we've uh, In East Kentucky, the, the, the topography does not allow for large farming, so I'm spread out. Uh, I have uh, At home, I have about 100 acres where I'm grazing about 60 acres of that, and then I have another farm leased that is an 80-acre tract that we're grazing only about 30 acres of it. And then I also uh, lease some hay ground too. We we do raise quite a bit of hay. We uh, you know for us we sell a little bit occasionally from year to year. Uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen this year. We feed most of our hay yeah. And then uh, occasionally I'll you know try to run through a load of feeders. You know if grass allows and you know everything is right for it. That's just uh, something that we do. In, as it's convenient, we don't focus on feeders at all. What about the history of your farm there? Like I said, 2008, uh, my wife, well, my fiance and I at the time found the farm. I knew I, I knew it was going to farm from a young age. I didn't know how, but you know, I knew it was going to in some form or fashion. And I, I finally uh, was able to buy a farm that's actually only about five miles from where my parents live, where I grew up, and only about a mile from my grandmother's place. But I bought the farm. It's a it, no, I bought the land. It was not a farm at all. It was reclaimed strip mine ground, and this uh, this ground was mined in the mid '70s when they could actually leave it flat when they were finished. So the the ground is. For East Kentucky, it's it's very good ground as far as accessibility and that level ground. Now that then we started from there and uh, built the house that first year. We fenced everything with electric fence, bought some cows, and thought, man, I'm finally farming. And after chasing cows enough times, I sold everything I had and said, all right, we're going to have to do this the right way. <laughs> so. Uh, Started fencing ground, clearing ground, getting uh, pastures established. 
uh, like I said, it's been a slow go. We've uh, we've been at it since 2008. We uh, we should be substantially larger than we are. But one thing that we do that is I've come to find out is quite different than most farming operations. It's by being, doing it part time and having public jobs, we've uh, we've grown to where we are without debt. I don't carry any debt on the farm. I, if I can't pay for it, I don't buy it. So that has slowed our growth tremendously. But I feel like in the long run for us, that, that that's the, the best way for us to move forward. Tell you what, it's a, lot, a lot of people would like to be able to say that, Tyler, and that's a, that's a good point there, you know. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's not for everybody. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a living at it full time, you're not going to do it the way that we're doing it. I mean, it's it's a good supplemental income, but you're not going to make a living at it. So it. But we knew that going in that we couldn't do, couldn't start out as a full time farmer on day one and carry all this debt. So we just decided to decide to go slowly with it, pay as we go. It, like I said, it's worked for us, you know, here. So what do you and your wife do when you're not on the farm? We, uh, I work for a company called Republic Diesel. We do machine work on heavy equipment, uh, the mining industry, heavy constru- construction industry. Uh, I actually do a lot of travel with my job uh, for various different aspects. And then uh, my wife, is uh, she works for a... Telecommunications uh, Co-op. They provide phone, internet, and cable service for a, a tri-county area here in eastern Kentucky. Well, tell me a little bit about your involvement in uh, organizations out in the your community and statewide as well. I've, uh, if it's established, I've probably been involved. <laughs> I've uh, served on, you know, numerous extension councils. Uh, currently, I'm. Uh, the president of our uh, our Highlands Beef Cattle Association, which is a six-county cattlemen's association. I've uh, served as treasurer on our soil conservation board. And uh, as of last year, I, I, well, I've been very active with Farm Bureau forever, it seems like, but uh, I've had the opportunity to go through uh, the lead program and then progress from there into the Young Farmers, and was actually served on the Young Farmer Advisory Committee and served as committee chair for a, a year. And uh, as of last year, I was elected to the state board for Kentucky Farm Bureau. So that, that I've, I've been involved with a lot of different organizations, still am, but the, that one is near and dear to my heart. What are some of your big challenges on the farm, Tyler? biggest challenge that we have in East Kentucky is topography. Um, there's not a lot of land that is conducive to agriculture and much of any means. Uh, you can buy land relatively cheap compared to the rest of the state, but by the time that you develop that land into agricultural use, then uh, my cost is running the same as it is in you know, near the central Kentucky, not crop ground, but as far as cattle ground. So that that's the biggest hold up that we've had the biggest drawback to farming here where we are is just accessibility to land um, the, the the pasture ground that is here is it doesn't change hands very often it's a it's a very generational area i mean that ground is handed down from 
you know generation to generation and they it doesn't it typically doesn't move a whole lot so we have uh, I'm actually trying to buy some ground now that is uh right next to me that would be an excellent addition to what I have but again it is uh you know generally generationally handed down and they're not excited to sell grandpa's farm <laughs> so that's uh that's by far the big, biggest issue we have here. Another problem that we have, Alan, is uh, accessibility to products. You know, it's I, I buy bulk feed, but when I order a load of feed, it has to come from, uh, you know, it's a two-hour drive for the feed truck to come to me. Well, they don't do that for free. So, you know, trucking costs more to get supplies in and just normal everyday supplies that, you know, many people take for granted to, you know, to run to town and get some fence posts. Well, I, I don't have that option. It's, uh, you know, it's an hour and a half to go get fence posts. When I sell my cattle, I have to haul them 100 miles to sell them. And it's, accessibility is uh, a big drawback as well. I didn't realize that far. That's a lot of, that's a lot of work to get something, to get something like that you need there, isn't it? For sure. It is. It's a, it, yeah, and that's expense. I mean, that mm-hmm. that converts to dollars. Whether it's on me or me paying somebody else to haul it, if I'm spending the time, the fuel, it, you know, it just converts to dollars. It makes everything more expensive to to operate here than it does in you know other places where there's with better accessibility. You know, you mentioned earlier you always wanted to be a farmer back into farming business. Uh, what do you like the most about agriculture and farming? You know, I've thought about that a lot, Alan, and I, I really can't, I don't know the answer to that question. It's almost like it's just when you start at a young age and you're around it and the people that you're around, you know, some of my uh, my heroes, the people that I admire the most, who I really respect, are just plain, everyday people that farm. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's I don't know if it's, in the blood, as they say, or just by starting early and being around those people. But, you know, that's I have a huge respect for the people in agriculture. Um, I don't I don't golf. I don't fish. You know, I'm either at work or I'm on the farm. And I enjoy, I just enjoy it. It's stress relief. It also creates a lot of stress. But it's, uh, I, there's just something about you know, when you come home and you've had a really bad day and you get on side by side and ride out and look at the cows just like it all melts away for a while, it's uh, I, it, it's hard to explain. If you don't have it, it's hard to explain. I know for you and your wife, having that connection to the farm, too, pretty important for your family, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, and it, it's kind of a, it was a little, uh, scary at first you know my wife did not grow up on a farm she didn't know anything about what we were doing and uh, you know when i start spending money and coming home with this and that it we had some really interesting discussions about where we were going in life but she uh after getting a, a taste of it and getting her feet wet in it she's uh she's there for life you, you couldn't run her off the farm if you wanted to and she as well has been right by my side and very active in uh, you know many of the organizations that I am. Uh, you know our 
Farm Bureau friends are probably the closest friends that we have. We've uh, we've gotten to know people all around the state, and she enjoys that aspect of it just as much as I do, if not more. So it's it works out very well for us. Our guest today, Tyler Ferguson on the Farmer's Voice. I'm Alan Watts for Kentucky Farm Bureau.